It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where the King is dead. England's faint hopes of retaining their World Cup title have been extinguished by Sri Lanka in humiliating fashion as they crashed to an eight-wicket defeat. We've called an emergency podcast to discuss the development. So joining me, Jack Hope, we've got Max Roe Brown. How are you doing, Max? Are you excited by England? Yeah, it's always nice to get stuck in, isn't it? Something to complain about. It's good for England fans. It's what we like. We don't want England to really do well, do we? We want complaints. That's what we're here for. And Ross Leg dialing mm. in from the office. He's made special arrangements to be here. How are you doing, Ross? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm free from the shackles of the Stockholm syndrome that I fell into um, being the England fan. So if uh, anyone wants to come and join me and sit on the perch, um, we are free and uh, we can now do what we want to do and have a good time. They, they had a good run. I was, I was, I'll say that. They had a, they had a, a pretty good run um, o- over the last few years. Uh, and now the run is over. The run <laughs> is finished. Um, a reminder to everyone who is tuning in to, to remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, if you are on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and leave us comments. Say hello, Max, what happened in the cricket? Well, uh, everyone knows what happened in the cricket, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll summarize it anyway. Um, England were looking to get their tournament back on track against Sri Lanka, as we all know, although there were some rumors um, a bound of a secret weapon that Sri Lanka had uh, prepared to unleash upon their foes for this particular matchup. The tale of the um, the curse of the contract has passed through generations, but no no sane person truly 
truly believed in those gruesome stories. So uh, undeterred, Bairstow and Milan strode to the crease full of excitement and, and vim and vigour, ready to stamp their authority on this game. And the game started with uh, a curiosity, didn't it? A, a Schrodinger's first ball that was simultaneously a, a wicket, but also three runs. And helpfully, Sri Lanka declined to open the box and resolve the mystery, which um, was a nice reprieve for England. It might have signalled a change in fortunes. And at 40 for none, things were looking pretty good for the reigning champions on their on their attempt at re- recovering from their iffy start. But, but lo, from the, the murky shadows emerged the silhouette, not of a man, but an angel of death not seen since times PC. That's, that's pre-COVID. Um, known to feast on the pasty flesh of Englishmen, the, the mere sight had the England team in a catatonic state of pure fear. David Milan was unable to fend a viciously rising 75-mile-an-hour delivery. Joe Root's legs turned to jelly as he was staggering towards safety, and such was the horror on show that the rest of the team opted to end things uh, themselves. Suicide seemed to be a preferred option to the goring at the claws of Angelo Matthews. In, in the ensuing bloodbath, the only man spared was David Willey, who cunningly played dead throughout the proceedings, although his performance was so convincing that the ECB actually left him out of contract negotiations, and um, uh, and that's the end of him. So once the coast was clear, Willey rose, urging what was left of his teammates back onto the field, bravely fighting on, but uh, it was all, all too late, really, and all they could salvage was uh, a few strands of Johnny Bairstow's singed hair and Liam Livingston's big toe. Yeah, the end. there it is. The dream is over, Ross. End of an era. It is an end of an era. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is definitely a a bookend, isn't it? It's, 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 it doesn't feel like a chapter end. It's a bookend. This is um, <laughs> is very very unfortunate. And I think what's really going to frustrate a lot of England fans and a lot of our listeners is that like, I'm I'm an England fan, so I'm going to use the term we here. I think we bought in a little bit I'm not talking about us three but we as England fans kind of bought into oh do you know what actually Stokes is back because we've got a good chance here yeah bowling might not be up to too much but look at our batting like we are we have revolutionized world um, white ball cricket and yeah we are we're one of the dominant people here we should be looking to defend our crown and it's going to be great um and I fully bought into that and we're going to be and I was wrong that's what I'm going to say (laughs) I was I was unbelievably wrong and you saw this England team looked bereft of ideas. Um, we've talked on numerous occasions over the last few weeks that they don't have an identity anymore. And I think on um, one of the guys, it might have been Alex, on our Discord channel, said that, could, would you believe it, like say 18 months, 24 months, whatever it's been since we lost in the West Indies um, in that test match, that the test team would have a defined kind of test playing identity, which is really aggressive and really positive. And England's ODI team would have completely lost their way and don't know which way is up. And yeah, I think it's really quite staggering how quickly that has happened. Um, And now we get to do the thing we, I think we do best and better than any other podcast is apportion blame. Um, (laughs) And uh, the the, the cathartic nature of it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling my sleeves up here and looking forward to it. Uh, let's start, I think, with the batting, because that's how the, st- the game started. Uh, Max, they were bowled out for 156 against a team that um, have universally been panned for not being able to bowl <laughs> at a venue which is maybe the hardest to bowl at 
in India, although the pitch you know wasn't as flat as we have seen some there. The, the boundaries are about thirty meters away, so uh, should have should have <laughs> been some run it for six quite easily. Yeah, and then you mentioned as well in your intro that the bowling attack featured a uh, ten thousand year old Angelo Matthews, who I, I believe took his last wicket sometime on the cusp of the Iron Age, Stone Age. <laughs> Um, a apoc, uh, the Neolithic it, period. Yeah, the Neolithic period. Thank you. Uh, it wasn't wasn't very good, was it? What happened? Well, it, <laughs> Max predicted it. Max, Max predicted it. Knew what it was going to happen. Angelo Matthews turned up, and England lost their minds. It's what happened. They were going absolutely fine. Um, the Sri Lankans didn't bowl brilliantly to start with, and in England tucked in a bit and it yeah it looked it looked pretty pretty good for for the opening pair and it it literally was Andrew Matthews turned up and David Milan just sort of tickled one the gentlest of deliveries tickled to to the keeper it was genuinely as if the spectre of someone had just flown over and completely addled the minds of the entire England side and then you know the Joe Root run out Angelo Matthews was the man who ran him out? How do you I mean, get that was... run out to Angelo Matthews? I mean, it's it's <laughs> bizarre, isn't it? The whole thing is bizarre. But I think it's sort of more of a, you know, it's quite funny that it is Angelo Matthews who's done it, who's so many times been the thorn in England's side. But it just says more about the team and their headspace and what's going on, doesn't it? I mean, none of those dismissals were well. I mean, maybe so that lower order, you can argue that Thikshana was too good for them. But when you look at the batting lineup, none of those dismissals were down to players being got out by good bowling. They just they just lost their minds. And I think there's this. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things going on. Ross, I mean, you were talking about the the white ball, red ball thing. It's almost as if England can't do two things at once. They they have to be good at one. Or the other, they won the World Cup, so then they turned focus to the test team. And like, right, well, the white the white ball stuff will take care of itself, and just sort of not paid much attention to it. I mean, that's that's mm. one thing that you could you could look into. But I, I think obviously there's been the change of leadership and the change of captaincy and all all of that, and it's a bit like they've taken the idea of being aggressive, which is what sort of what the whole Morgan thing was aimed at, and what they're putting in the test side now. And rather than thinking about what that actually means, they've just twisted it into applying a random number generator to each over and saying, I'm going to try and hit this ball in the air and maybe I'll score some runs. Like There's no concerted thought about how to be aggressive, how to put pressure on the bowlers, what you're doing, what your plans are to different teams. It's just like, oh, I'm going to smash that one. Oh, no, I'm out. It's, it's just weird. It's brainless. The whole makeup of the side has just gone a bit gone a bit wrong yeah and it's not like you don't have the experience but you literally have people who like have been there done it but it was the first time that england have ever put what an over 30s out for all of their 11 um and you kind of see yeah yeah <laughs> these guys should and do know better um and unless there's been a massive kind of tick off in form and tick off in ability over the last kind of couple of years which England should know about, right? A lot of these players play an awful lot of cricket around the world and in England setup. But it was 
yeah, Max, to your point, the preparation that kind of maybe didn't chime. England went in, we're, we're good at OGI cricket. We've played a load of cricket. We need to rest some of our players. Against Ireland, we played kind of the B team against them. Um, the, the B team would be outperforming the A team in this World Cup. I've got no doubt about that, <laughs> I think, based on what we've seen. And it's, yeah, I think it is disappointing because of where the high left us and there's people on the live chat and there's thank you ever so much for um tuning in but you have to remember england are both double white ball world champions that is still a huge huge achievement right to kind of get to that position so i think you can't discount the two trophies that we've got because india haven't quite got one yet and they still have got south africa australia and new zealand in their way to get there but it is a monumental fall off the cliff. It's not just they've got to fall on one bit. They've managed to fall somehow off the top of Everest all the way down to base camp. Um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing if I'm perfectly honest. They're only not bottom because Australia smashed the Netherlands by 309 runs yesterday. Otherwise, <laughs> they, they would actually be bottom. Of the they day, did their best. Precipitous. It is a precipitous uh, decline in fortunes. For England, um, I, there's a few people that have been saying. I, I, I think, I think one of the things that stood out for me is not necessarily that they've been really, really gung ho. It's just sort of how bad they've been at the fundamentals of ODI cricket, which is, for large parts, basically about scoring risk-free runs. Um, if you have a look at what India and Australia, India, uh, India and South Africa have been doing, probably the two best batting teams in this tournament. They have averaged over 400 on shots that are played to effectively rotate the strike. So shots you would play for a single or a two. Basically shots that you wouldn't actually conceive would would go for four. The kind of mm -hmm. shots that in a T20 you don't really want to be playing because they kind yeah. of chew up balls. They're not, they're not really that valuable. Uh, England have been averaging 24 when playing. <sighs> those types of shots and that that's really where the damage is it's not that england mm -hmm. are trying to blast sixes it's that the fundamental thing that you need to do to get your team up to 250 plus to 300 plus which is score at over five and over or, or six and over for 20 overs in the middle overs they've just not been able to do um and that that was what they were the best at they, they, when when people talk about the the England's white ball revolution, it's not really about hitting loads and loads of sixes. It's about exploiting those overs. Well, yeah, you know, it's about exploiting the power play, which you know Roy and Bearsaw were were very very good at. But really, it was about Root and Stokes and Morgan, and then Butler later on, just basballing effectively, using what they do in Test cricket and and just scoring really fluently through through the the middle thirty. And they've been so bad at it this World Cup. It's it's uh, it's that's that's what's really astonished me. You'd, you'd think that that skill would would still be in the in the muscle memory memory in the memory bank, but uh, it it's not, is it, Max? No. And you look at the players that are in that side. You know, I suppose one thing you would say is that they brought Ben Stokes in partly to fulfil that kind of role, and then you know he didn't play for the first three games, which wasn't well, I, ideal. I, I, but what an absolute shambles that is. Like that that yeah. in itself is an absolute... Don't worry, Ben Stokes is back. For either the tournament, by the way, he might be injured. And you're just like, what kind of management <laughs> yeah. is that, right? It's, it's well, he did, he did play in the warm-ups and instantly scored 100. So, you know, yeah, yeah, but, perhaps perhaps a little bit of bad luck on that front. But, right. the, I mean, the the point you make, Jack, I think it's a, a really good one. And the stat, backs, the stat that backs it up is 
is is perfect. It's a perfect um, symbolism of of what's gone wrong. And I, I think sort of what I was get, saying about the the random number generator and just randomly smacking one up, up in the air is sort of the the symptom of them not being able to do that. It all gets a bit panicky, and and that's where the the, the brains fry and. Um, and you sort of the lack of the lack of a plan, the lack of knowing what they're supposed to be doing to to get get the runs out there, and it's all just um, it's quite quite sad to see. Really, you you look at this sort of England team that is you know it's it's got a got a place in in the hearts of England fans after the the wins that they've accumulated and how they how they managed it, and when it all goes wrong in such a um, well basically embarrassing and um uh and you know eviscerating fashion it's it's quite a depressing thing to see but maybe it will usher on a new golden age ross hmm. what do you reckon who's to blame um i think it's a fundamental part around leadership in this space and that there's a head ball role for this, how many? I don't, I don't know how many retirements are going to come off the back of this. Also, I'm not entirely clear. I think announcing all of this contracts kind of mid tournament, I found a very strange thing to be doing. Um, and Max, you've kind of pointed out David Willey was the only person who uh, kind of comes out of this game with any kind of credit, and he's not even got one. Um, I think, in terms of yeah, going back to the leadership point, they are out without a direction, they clearly didn't have good role clarity and that's been the fundamental part of the success as you talked about, Jack. Um, where does that come from? That comes from confused messaging from the management, surely. So the captain, Josh Butler, I think kind of there's a question mark, is he a good enough captain to do this? Yeah, he won the T20 competition only a year ago. Um, same goes for Matthew Mott in that space around head coach, kind of comes into that space. But that, that this is such a fall from grace um, that are you going to trust the next generation, that golden generation, talk about Max, with those people at the helm that have kind of looked over this abject failure? Um, you saw when Owen Morgan was part of the team that got humiliated in one of the previous World Cups. He was captain, put in charge, and kind of shown, right, this is what we're going to go and do. Is Josh Butler that person now moving forwards, or is that not? Um, and same for Matthew Mott. One of those two will, I think, unfortunately, lose their positions in the in in the England setup. I um, I kind of agree with that. I, I I feel a little bit sorry for Butler um, in his role. I, I think I've got a little bit of sympathy for him, although I'm not sure that he's led England particularly well in the field. Um, Tough act to follow. <laughs> You, you could argue, well, it's a tough act to follow. You could also argue that he's been given a few pop guns, hasn't he? And uh, there's not really that much he can do about, um, like he's not telling Mark Wood to go at 10 and over or Chris Wokes <laughs> to be absolutely toothless. Like he's not, these these are things that have sort of happened outside of his control. And in some of the games, he's done some things or he's done what he could to try and wrestle back a little bit of control. He's used Adil Rashid quite well, for example. So I'm not sure it's really his fault. I do think that... Um, Matthew Mott probably does have to take some of the blame here. Uh, Agent Mott. The team, well, bearing in mind the team he's inherited and how they were playing and what they've done in this tournament and how confused that has been. And I think the the build-up to the tournament with the sort of non-selection, then selection of Brook and the fiddling around and um, I don't know how much you can lay at his door, but perhaps some of the the teams England 
put out in the 50 over matches they played over the last few years have, have got something to do with him as well. And I think certainly the level of seriousness that England have taken um, or, or the level of serious that, seriousness that England have shown in some of their, I don't know if you call them preparatory 50 over bilateral matches, but but 50 over matches that have happened in the last two years. England have been mm. quite bad in them. They, they haven't been a good team and they haven't really shown any signs of being a good team. And I think there are some of his fingerprints around the 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 makeup of the side in, in in terms of the number of all-rounders England have played and how he clearly wants that to be the identity. And then you can actually see in this tournament how he sort of changed his mind twice as well. I mean, like he yeah. will have been involved in that. Maybe it's Butler too, but... Luke Wright obviously head of selectors as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he's wanted to, to demonstrate. Well, I, I don't think he selects the 11, though. I, I think what Matthew Mott has wanted is a, a team of that bats really deep and has got some all-rounders in, and that's how it will sort things out. When it turns out those all-rounders aren't maybe up to the task of batting, we've, he, hasn't selected, he hasn't selected a team for the World Cup that can cover that. It's, it's probably a bit light on batting, and then it's even more exposed when Stokes is out. And then he's changed his mind and tried to sort of jam things together in that South African match. It's all gone terribly wrong. Then immediately gone back. It's it's like watching England in the 90s. It's it's like very, very confused, I think, is the point mm. that I'm driving at here. And I do think that that some of that lies with the coach. The way the way that England have batted has been planless. I mean, they weren't eight of them out court or something like that today. It's they're quite preventable dismissals against bowlers like Angelo Matthews. You know, like if you're <laughs> if you're if you concentrate just not being out against Angelo Matthews, which everyone in the world has been doing quite well for four years, he will. It will be possible to score runs off him. He's not a demon bowler. He's he's like he's, he's barely a bowler. He's in, he's, in there as a, he's in there as a batter who bowls. Like, That's that what I mean. Like, there, there's no. Surely the coach has got to have some input into the plans for like what you do when when that guy comes on because England didn't really seem like they had one. And it's even more obvious with the bowling. And, and I, I mean, like, what are what is the actual way that they're trying to get wickets? Like, it's 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 sort of unclear. Hope it swings in the first bowlers? 10 overs and then it doesn't every, and then it all goes wrong. But every good team in this tournament has come in with two clear power play bowlers that, that are doing the the heavy lifting at the front of the innings. England have like cycled through their entire squad in that role. He doesn't know. Mm. Um, now, that might be because the bowling isn't very good. The, the, you can maybe apply the same thing as I said about Butler to that. But like, really, that should be your focus. That should be your job. As, as the coach to try and solve those things because they are talented players and, and, and we've seen them take wickets in the past. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, a lot of it comes back to the identity and the clarity, doesn't it? Like you sort of alluded to, but I think there is, there is something here about England just having won the World Cup, almost seeming not to care. I mean, people are going to throw a lot around and they have done about the hundred and whether we should, you know, play more 50 over cricket and that kind of thing. I, I'm not really going to buy much of that. The um, uh, Nasu Hussain went on a bit of a post-match rant, which I thought was actually quite good in saying that when things go wrong, everyone immediately goes back to the structure of English cricket is broken. And the structure is largely the same as the one that put in place the team that won the World Cup. What was the point he was making? The, the difference is, I suppose, the coach and the captain and the number of games they played beforehand. Now, also, not, also the, I mean, there are the not, not for me as well, Max. I think in that space, that? For the players. also the motivation, right, of some of the players. Yeah. Like before, there was a real part around a point to prove. Yeah, exactly. It's like the hardest. That's the hardest thing, isn't it? That's the step you have to take. You've won something. 
You've won the World Cup. That's sort of been on England's mind for years. We need to win a white ball tournament. Mm. They keep failing to do that. They've been a joke in white ball tournaments. There was, you know, the Bang Bangladesh in 2015, you know, all of that stuff. And they finally got to the point where they were on top of the world. And then you have to think about what's the next step. How do you become the side? How do you become the Australia of the 90s and the early noughties? How do you dominate? How do you kick on? And they, I don't think they went down that route. I don't think they were interested in it. They brought in Matthew Mott. Maybe that was thinking, okay, well, he's presided over an Australian women's side who's dominated cricket. Um, he knows fine. how to keep there them. Are quite, there are quite yeah. a few other, quite a few other things that have contributed to that domination <laughs> over um, over his uh, coaching. I would, I would wager, and and I think England just, you know, everyone else is caught up, and they haven't really thought about whether they need to improve or what they need to put in place to keep that level of dominance going. And it's sort of evident in what we've seen. They've just thrown some people out, don't really know how they want to approach it. And it's um, all fallen flat on its face. I think it's a yep. good point, Matt. And uh, you, you talk about kind of the squad and like the, the building of a squad and kind of like, I'm not a Man United fan, but you can still see what kind of Sir Alex Ferguson always tried to do right with Man United. They'd win something, they'd get rid of a couple of players and kind of keep it fresh and keep that motivation in that side, but you'd keep the core people and they would also play together all the time. England did not, like, haven't really done that. They've the plan to bring kind of Gus Atkinson in. He's no way to blame for kind of what's going on here. Gus Atkinson wanted him on the England radar, say 12 months ago, right? He's now playing kind of the World Cup. Because then he's bowled 90 miles an hour in the 100 and everyone got excited. Yeah, and, and that, but that was great. But kind of, the, the, as you say, the the planning, kind of like you just don't go and win a World Cup. And I think we have poked fun at India and all their kind of bilateral wins, etc. And they play, oh, Mukesh Kumar is coming on to bowl and this random other person they picked from nowhere. Why is he kind of playing? And at least though they were playing Rohit, Kohli was playing all the time. Joe Root's barely played any ODI cricket, right? And now you're kind of saying, look, you are a linchpin in this space. You're picking up where Morgan's kind of left off in this role. You need to continue to be that engine room. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that lack of preparation has um, led to the failure of this England side. Right, we're pretty much done i think england england you know they theoretically can still qualify but i think we can rule that out um all aboard the afghanistans yeah if you are looking for more content from us we did the first three games we, we talked about them on our show yesterday and i think we'll be back tomorrow to talk about mm. um pakistan v south africa which is really the tournament's last hope to prevent 19 pointless matches no, is end. that how many there are oh my god it's um, it's two and a half weeks, I think. Of um, well, it'll be a bit of a slog, to be perfectly honest. So let let's all pray for Pakistan to do something heroic, and then probably New Zealand, and then probably about seven other results going going the way, or seven other upsets that we need to to, to keep this interesting. Uh, that should be everything. Just a little tip to Subra, who sent us a super chat. England team is not good in these Indian conditions. It will be the same with the World Cup 2019 team in India. Uh, same will happen with Basball in four months. I mean, that could happen. We'll see. Um, I, I, I don't. Our think... expectations are pretty I... low. We're going to India for Test cricket. Let's be fair. Yeah, oh. no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think conditions have had that much to do with it. To be honest, um, I think there are other teams that would be, you know, you know, similarly not thrilled about the conditions. I mean, not the conditions are bad, but like if you ask New Zealand, where would you like to play a World Cup? They probably wouldn't say India. Same for South Africa, same for Australia. They're kind of doing all right, aren't they? Like it's um, it's not 
not oh, we can back normally. We've got fifty overs. We haven't got twenty. Oh my god, this is amazing. That's that's, that's basically the problem. They've they've forgotten how to bat, um, which is sad. So, any final words before we call it a day? No, just uh, thank you for everyone kind of uh, watching. If you want to go and support the podcast, we've had a number of new Patreons recently and people upping their Patreon contributions. So thank you for doing that. And go to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, the Discord channel has been a wealth of enjoyment throughout this World it's Cup. Popping. So uh, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. popping. So um, if you need, uh, need a place to go and uh, be part of the cricket community, come over to us. All right. See you later, everyone. Goodbye. listening to the cricket podcast i think it was a disgraceful performance and i think it should never be permitted to happen again that is very good sports social podcast network Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.